Hello and welcome to the Life Cycle Lady Podcast, the place to be to discover a deeper connection to your whole self. I offer holistic, out-of-the-box ideas and practices to empower women and their families. My name is Julie Hughes and I'm your host. I draw on my experience as a midwife, a mama of four, and a holistic hormonal health coach to offer wisdom, knowledge, and guidance on your path to whole mind-body-spirit health. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast or hello if you're new here. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the natural cycles that tweens and teens go through in puberty and how the understanding of these cycles can help us as parents stay connected and sane. I was actually just having this conversation on my back porch with my husband about our own cycle that we have one of our kids going through, our oldest, and it was such a great conversation, and I'd already planned on this podcast, so I'm hoping it comes out as great with him. I should have just recorded our conversation um, as, as that. So let's get on with the episode. So one of the best pieces of advice that I have for parents of this age group is really to truly, truly, truly understand what's going on in this life transition. Because here's the reason why. It's big, it's shaky, and most of us have really little knowledge of what actually goes on in this transition, right? We were there, right? We, we went through puberty, but when we were kids, we didn't get a whole lot of information. Like, we all know what our health classes were like, right? We all know the hour or so conversation that we got and probably... I don't know, for me, the images of bananas and condoms comes. Um, it's very, like, we really focus on the physical body. We focus on the hormones. We even relate the emotions to the hormones, which, yes, they are related, but not totally. They are also independent, but yet it's all whole, right? But we don't really get, we don't really get, like, a full picture of this stage called puberty, Right? We don't really get it as adults because nobody really gave us that information. And when we were going through it, because there was such of a lack of connection to it and like a, actually almost a disconnection, I would say, meaning when we were going through it, like no one really wanted to talk about it. They're like, oh, teenagers, oh, puberty, like it's this really bad thing that we didn't really want to even be in this phase, right? Most of us, or a lot of us. Um, so then how do we, as parents of this age group, actually understand a life transition that we got really very little celebration of, very little knowledge of, and most of us didn't even want to be in, right? So we just don't have like a very good connection as a culture to the life cycle that we call puberty, right? It is a very big transition phase. It does not, it lasts quite a lot longer than people think right? And so I really want to use this metaphor of, I mean, the image that I get in my head is like this tube or maybe, you know, as a midwife, this birth canal, right? As we're going through this birth canal or this tube, right? When we're going through transitions in life, I I see this like dark kind of tube is the image that comes to mind. I I would liken it to a birth canal, right? And as we're going through it and we're in the moment of it, I would say that it becomes really myopic, 
right? It becomes really like in the moment, but yet everything seems really, really big in the moment, kind of like a contraction, right? And when we focus on that, we can't always see the light at the end of the tunnel, that there is something else that we're, where we're going, somewhere else that we're reaching, right? And so this to me seems like a transition phase in life. It seems like we're getting really squeezed, like it can be really dark, like it can be really myopic, like it can be really narrow feeling until we get that final push, right? So so what I want to offer us is understanding the whole picture so that when we're in that transition phase with our kids, that we understand all of the cycles that are going on within them so that we can come back to this idea of a full picture. And this is why it helps. It helps because when we get in those arguments or when we're they're going through this phase or when we're they're interested in this thing or when they really start attitude or all of the things that naturally happens in this phase, we are able to not see that one instance. We're able to see the bigger picture because it is both and, right? It is that instance, but it's also the bigger picture. So in the bigger picture of these cycles that they naturally go through, it's helpful for us as parents to keep that in mind, to get our perspective so that we can parent or hold the container is how I call it for, for them in a way that helps them continue to feel connected, to continue to feel held, held, but also allows them to kind of go in the deep end of the pool, right? <clears throat> so let me give you some more specifics. I'm speaking super like metaphory right now. So you're probably like, whoa, lady, let's get some specifics. So let me go there. So I'm going to label these phases of kind of what they're going through as expansion, contraction, and rebirth, right? And I'm imagining this as a cycle. So at one part of the cycle, we have their expansion. In this phase, it's really normal for them to be like super happy, like planning lots of things, really engaging with peers, and maybe even you as a loved one. They're really creative. They're just like in this really what we would call great space, right? <laughs> it's interesting the terms that we would even use for these. <clears throat> this is the expansion phase. It's really normal. And then after the expansion phase comes the contraction phase. In the contraction phase, it spells out in the word, they move inward. They become more opposing, maybe more argumentative, disengaging, kind of bleak, um, hold up in the room a lot more, just engaging in like behavior, maybe more secretive, engaging in behaviors you're not even sure about, right? <clears throat> this is considered the expansion phase. And after they move through the expansion phase, they move outward again in this rebirth where it all seems really new. They seem new. They got something new in that contraction. They found some new part of themselves there and they become a new person, right? And then the cycle starts all over again. And so really, if you look at life in general, I mean, really in life in general, we all have these phases. This is not unique to being a teenager. We all expand and contract in our reborn when we let ourselves. 
The uniqueness definitely happens for teens. I have to say that. They are in a major transition place in their life where their whole bodies, minds, and spirits are literally shifting and reorganizing, right? So their expansion, contraction, and rebirth is quite massive because they are in literally a rebirth within a rebirth, right? So... When we think about expansion, contraction, and rebirth phases in our own life or in like the cultural life, we really value expansion, right? Even like, even think about the economy. We really value expansion of the economy, right? You got must expand, must grow, must grow, must grow. We don't really value the contraction. We feel scared there. We feel like this isn't good. We feel uncomfortable. We feel out of sorts. We don't want to be there as a culture or as a person, people most of the time. And then something new is created out of that. We cannot create the new. We cannot really truly grow without both the expansion and the contraction, without the inhale and the exhale, and neither can kids. So we want them to go to these places. It is not normal for them to always be in expansion mode, for them to always be happy, always be planning, always be engaging. They might have more of a personality that they tend towards that. If they're always in that, you might question as a parent if you're allowing them to get into the phase of contraction. That is a thing that maybe they don't feel safe enough that they can go to that place of contraction. Or maybe safe enough is too strong of a word. Maybe they don't feel like they will still be accepted uh, as a family unit if they go into that contraction. Again, there's personalities that tend towards that, just as there are personalities that tend to be more of the contraction, right? But we're wanting them to be in all of these different places. It is important for them to be able to go to all of these different phases. And it is a cyclical. It's not like they expand and then rebirth, right? They expand, they contract, and then they rebirth and come out as something new. That is what's really, really normal. It is part of their growth. All of it is part of their growth. We can't expect them to be in one phase all of the time. And yet, culturally, we do. We expect this of all of us. We expect this of ourselves. We expect this of our nation. We expect this of our economy. We expect us always to be expanding all the time. And that is not what truly allows for growth to happen. That is not big picture. That is makes us feel sometimes uh, shameful when we go into those contraction places. It makes us judge those contraction places. It makes us so that we don't find the nuggets of gold that we need because we're constantly resisting those places. Um, Some of us medicate because we're in those places more than we think we should, right? There is obviously an actual depression diagnosis, and then there's also a whole lot of us that just get in those places of contraction for a really long time and want out and seek other ways to get out, right? Because... Because, I would argue culturally, we don't honor, respect, or hold people in those spaces. We want you out, we don't have space for you, and we're not going to continue or hold you or love you in those spaces. So in reality, those cycles are occurring all the time in puberty. They are not unique, like I said, but they are really unique because of what they're experiencing, because of this fact that they're going through a massive transformation of their body, mind, and spirit. 
we need to let them go through these phases. We need to normalize their natural phases of life. We don't need to demonize them or hate them. We need to see them for what they are, which is growth. We need to allow them to go through their cycles so that they can transform into fully functioning adults. I think a lot of us went through puberty without being allowed to go through these phases or are really demonizing these phases, and it kind of stunted our growth into adulthood, right? So we just kind of stayed somewhat as kind of that teenage self for a lot longer than we needed to be, right? We don't want that for our kids. We want to let them go through their cycles that are just natural. They're just natural part of their of this part of their life and just the natural part of a cycle. So we need to pay attention to the balance of those parts of their cycles. Are they always in that creative and happy and agreeable place? Why? Are they always in the pushing, the arguing, the contraction place? Why is that? Asking those why questions, just really noticing as we're living with these humans that are going through all those cycles, it can be hard. It can be hard for us. It can be hard on us emotionally. It can be hard on us um, as parents. I definitely, pretty sure I said last night, I think I'm feeling right now. My husband's like, oh God, let's, what do you always say? Let's look at the bigger picture, right? Because it's really easy for me to say, and yet right now my oldest is going through it. He's a contra- in a contraction phase, right, of his own life cycle. And so I worried a lot last night before I fell asleep. I was worrying about what he was going through. I was worried about uh, the numbing that I see through media that's happening with him right now. I was worried about, you know, how the mind goes. You just worry as a parent sometimes. And as I was sitting in bed, I heard my inner guidance say, you're forgetting to see the big picture. Have faith in him and what I know him. I know him very well and have faith that he's going to find his way through. Then I get to do what I need to as a parent to hold that container and then let go and trust. So let's talk about container. If you haven't heard me talk about what a container, when I mean container, some people might say boundaries, some people might say rules. I tend to think of a container and I have this, I have this image of this like big, maybe a pool, but just like a big container where it gets bigger and bigger as the kids get older and older, right? And so the container is like some some of it is boundaries and rules and some of it is just like holding them while not like holding them so closely, right? So that they know they're loved, so that they know they're that I'm here for them. They also know what's accepted and what's not. Like it's in my viewpoint, it's okay to go through that contraction page to push against, to say no, to do all the things, as long as you are still being respectful, as long as you're not, you know, swearing or I don't know what else could happen. Um, I'm trying to think back when I was a kid and some of the behaviors I saw in other, my friends, basically, definitely, there was definitely some cussing and just breaking the rules intentionally and just being mean intentionally. So that obviously the container gets real, can shrink in, right? But in my view, it's a pretty big container for my kids, my older kids. But that does have boundaries in it, right? There is boundaries on media that are definitely being crossed right now as a 
in my viewpoint, a numbing, right? There's numbing going on for something probably bigger underneath that I just have to have a faith that we'll get to it and he'll get to it. Find that nugget of himself and discover that so it'll come up. Um, but the container, yeah, it just gets bigger so that they have more space to be, right? So even if you look at my house, it's a container for my for all of my kids, but my older kids, they often are very much in their rooms. That doesn't mean we don't have a great relationship. It means exactly what it means. They're, they're in their own space. They're reclaiming their space. They're doing their own thing. Um, you know, and if you've heard my podcast before, you know that one of the things that we do in our family is... We have weekly dates with our older kids so that we do have that connection, that in-person connection. So we have this container to help them find their way. So when I'm tapping in, it's like I need to hold that container. Right now, the container needs to get a little bit, uh, a little bit smaller, actually. But I was forgetting the big picture, right? And once I remembered the big picture, the worry went away and sleep came in. And sleep came because I finally just was like, oh, yeah, we're just in contraction mode. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, duh, right? But it took me a while to to really, and it took me some space and some quiet to really see that big picture. Because sometimes when you're in it, you know, my kid is great. He's not doing anything that's mean or horrible or risky or anything like that. It's just abnormal for him in a pretty argumentative space, in a pretty down space, honestly, kind of depression and things like that, in contraction mode. And as a parent, we get sad. We don't want our kids to hurt. We don't want our kids to be in contraction mode. We don't, we want to like hold and love and protect them, right? And so it was just another reminder to me and to you out there listening that that's part of the cycle. It's part of life. And when we move out of this, there will be a really big rebirth that happens. And I've been this through this with him enough times and through with all my kids, right? It just gets a little harder as they get older because it gets bigger as they get older. We're nearing birth, right? We're nearing, which means we're nearing the time where he will go out in the world and leave us. We're, we're just a few years away from that. So when, when the... the contraction periods happen, they tend to be bigger and deeper because there's more that he needs to gather in these spaces, which is really, really normal. So I really want you to realize that it's really, really normal. And when we're in this part of the cycle, we need to lean into that trust and faith in our kid and who they are and not in how they're showing up, right? I feel like it's a mantra for parenting tweens or teens. This is normal. It's just part of the cycle. Provide the container, lean into trust and faith, focus on who they are, not what they're doing. And tighten that container when needed, right? So making sure that we're really honest with this big picture will help us come back to the moment. It will help us come back to tapping into what we really need to do as parents. It will help us be proactive or powerful in our parenting rather than reactive right instead of like the kid snipes at you or something and then you react and you're like "Ah, ah, ah," right you're this or that it helps you seeing that big picture helps you be in that moment of understanding where they're at and then creating the container of the boundaries that are appropriate for where they're at to let them be in that contraction mode
right? So that they can get to that point of growth. This is the foundational part of our lives, right? Puberty is the foundational part of our lives for growing into adults. If we do not allow them that big picture, if we do not tap into that big picture of what's going on, if we just blame it on their hormones or for girls, if we just blame it on their menstrual cycles or whatever is going on, if we just blame it on that and we don't actually tap into that it's a normal, natural thing for them to be in these spaces and then parent them from those spaces, then we don't give them a really good foundation for them to grow into adults, right? So we need to recognize and tap into the normal part of being a human being the normal part of these life cycles and letting that be whole, letting them be whole and letting them be held in that container and knowing when that container needs to shrink in or expand. And sometimes I have to say, even in the expansion of the container, sometimes they feel like they're going to swim or they're going to drown, right? Sometimes I expand the container before they might feel like they're ready, meaning my expectations or things change on what they need to start doing for themselves, what they need to provide for themselves, how they need to get themselves places or be more adult-like and they feel like they could swim, right? Has anybody ever had that where they're like, okay, you have to make your appointment for your doctor or your hair appointment and the kids are like, I don't know what to do, oh my God. And it's like they become a teen or t- toddler again and you have to walk them through it. So sometimes we expand the container also just to help them provide them into that growth. So hopefully this has been a helpful podcast episode. Um, If you have questions, make sure you contact me. If you want to know more about puberty, specifically right now, if you have a daughter who's 9 to 14 years old, and you would like to ground yourself more in some foundational tools of what is normal during these years, and you also want to make sure your relationship stays really strong during these years and you want to be with your daughter in a new way, I do have an online course called Powerful Puberty. You can check it out on my website, thelifecyclelady.com, under the online courses. It is an amazing course for moms, 9 to 14-year-olds. I frame it as mother-daughter date nights, which is a great time to learn something about this age period. And yes, girls might think it's awkward or weird, but then you do it with them and they're like, oh, wow, this is amazing and fun because there's a very short teaching and then a tool for them to practice and you to practice as well as an activity for you to get be together. It's a great, great, full picture, whole-bodied information for girls this age group. So you can check that out on my website, thelifecyclelady.com. And you can subscribe and tune in to hear more podcasts just like this. So thanks, everyone. I'll see you next week. Bye.